0: Welcome to the Black Roses podcast. You may have known us once upon a time as the Black Bachelor Babes, so let us reintroduce ourselves. We're five Black women who enjoy reality TV and recap the Black experience each week on shows that we love. The Bachelor is only one of the many shows we enjoy, so we wanted to make sure that our new name reflected the diversity of our viewing interests. Our mission is to celebrate the black and brown alumni in reality TV and ensure they receive their flowers in recognition of their bravery and representation. Although we have a podcast now, you can still find us weekly on Clubhouse for our live rooms. And we can also be found on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore BLK underscore roses. Hope you enjoy the show.
1: Hello, hello, you're kicking it with the Black Roses. I have Meek, Renice, along with Claudia here today, and this is a special episode, because we are interviewing the beautiful Sparkle from Hulu's Back in the Group, hosted by the beautiful Tay Diggs.
0: Yes.
2: <laughs> Happy to have you, Sparkle. Welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here
3: amongst Black Roses.
2: Yes. Oh, mm. my God.
1: So there's five of us usually, um, but Claudia and I were the most invested in watching this show. So mm-hmm. we are here to get all the details about you and your journey in finding love. We just kind of want to start with like getting to know you. So tell us what you were doing before the show. So
3: before the show, I literally just closed the doors of my salon. Um, I, I ran and operated a salon for almost 18 years. And, um, I moved to Atlanta back in the day, I was only here for about a year, um, back and forth. Um, and I just opened a salon. Um, I was kind of fresh from a divorce. Um, and so I just kind of started my life here in Atlanta. Um, I've, I've been a hairstylist almost all my life. Um, I started out sewing, sewing dolls, clothes, like doing anything creative, um, so I, I was born in New Jersey, you know, I, as, as you guys know, you watch the show, I was born in New Jersey, we lost my sister, it was a really traumatic time for my mom, um, um you know, it was murder, so it was just really heavy, and I, I'm a young girl, and so now we moved to a whole new state, and I don't know anybody, two different cultures, because moving from New Jersey to, like, southwest Georgia is a complete culture shock, you know what I mean, so just, it was just a big culture shock, and so... Not having like friends or cousins because so instantly when you move to the south, especially this part of the south, well, I'm in Atlanta now, but I live in a more southern part of uh, Georgia before this. But when you live in like the deep south, especially as a young person, it's like um, everybody is like clicked up and everybody's like cousins. And they're not, we know they're not cousins, but everybody's cousins. If you live next door to somebody, if your mom's good friends with somebody, so moving in that type of environment where I'm just one person and then my mom. You know, she's kind of like a, just kind of like a hippie black lady. You know what I mean? She's kind of like a hippie. She was in holistic herbs and, you know, supplements and um, she was a hairstylist too. But she also was a, like a massage therapist, um, an esthetician. And so when, when this happened, she didn't have to get a regular job. She could kind of post up in our new little small town and, you know, she was doing these kind of services. So we lived in what was kind of like the semi hood. Cause it was all the way to the hood. We was, like, on the way to the hood. And so we lived there. So it was like, you know, um, my mom got where she was able to afford but still have me in um, in different activities just to kind of keep me busy. And so I always kind of had a schedule. I always had things to do. My mom always kind of made me feel like, you know, like I had something to do or somewhere to be or kind of important. so, you know, my neighbors, you know, maybe they wasn't doing as much. And they... It was just a lot, like a lot of fighting. It was kind of like um, I lived near some small minded people and they would like destroy my mom's plants. They didn't understand like why we had plants or why we listened to the type of music we were listening to, why white people were coming over and getting massages. They thought my mom was running. It was just weird. So people thought we were weird. We were like, y'all are weird. So my mom <laughs> always kept me into stuff. So I, was, I knew how to latch hook. I knew how to crochet. I knew how to sew. I knew how to sew. Knew how had to braid, and so I had one neighbor. She was a little bit more open minded, and she saw me cornrow in my um, doll's hair, and she could not believe I could cornrow this good at eight. So she would pay me five dollars a week to braid her little girl's hair. And um, then, long well, story short, girl, she started trying to pay me in popsicles and candy. No, ma'am. You know that's when I learned. Okay, this is worth value. I was getting five dollars a week. Fast forward to me doing members of my church um, doing their hair, and then my friend, her parents had a mega church, so i'm doing everybody in the church and so i'm like fully booked by like seventh grade and i didn't have time i didn't have time (laughs) i was making money and um so yeah that was like my life and i didn't really have a whole lot of friends at first and um yeah and i fought a lot um i got bullied a little bit but i'm not gonna say i got bullied i got targeted but when it came to me, I was ready. You know, they thought, okay, because this little girl, you know, she by herself. But it's like um, I was always very, you know, ready. Even though I was by myself, I was a little scared. I was always ready. And um, girls in my little town, they couldn't understand, like, why is she, um, why is her esteem or why is she acting like she's in her own club? Because, you know, I didn't understand that I was supposed to feel. Uh, subservient, I guess, because I was chocolate. You know, I didn't. They, they was like, "Girl, where's, where <laughs> you know, why?" They just couldn't understand. So that always kind of kept me in some fights. Um, and I grew up to just do hair in my town, and then I moved away, moved to Atlanta, and um, instantly just started doing hair as soon as I um, got here. And then I started styling, and I was sewing, and I had a boutique for a while, and then it was, it was kind of hard having a son, because I got married early. I got married right out of high school. Then I had a baby uh, a year and a half after that. And So I was a young mom, probably divorced by the time my son was four, separated by the time he was four, divorced by the time he was five. And um, yeah, raising my son, opening a business, and doing all that around the age of, maybe I was 25, 26. And um, then I balance start trying to balance my salon and then going out working on sets and that's how um, I got started with the show. I worked in different productions. Uh, I worked on Housewives of Atlanta. I worked on Married to Medicine. I worked on um, Eleven Alive. Different news outlets. Here I've done some features and some things with CNN. Um, So I was used to working in production when most people working in production, they were freelance, you know what I mean? I was doing that and running a brick, brick and mortar business and my son. So it was a lot going on and I felt like I just needed balance. So the, you know, I got ready to close the salon. And ironically, the show reached out to me. They found me online and they were like, hey, you know, we got this dating show. And the casting director found me because ironically enough it has been, cause there's a running joke about there's, it's been 11 shows maybe 11 years ago it was around 2011 and the first show that reached out was Tabitha the salon takeover and she wanted me to kind of seem like i was struggling and they were going to come rescue me and i was like girl no girl she
1: that's not my
3: that. that's not me <laughs> like, don't you you know make your salon over and then you're going to be on tv and then you get paid don't you want to do that and i was like well, you know i not at the cost of you know in the integrity not at the cost of my name you know what i mean i've really Built this, I'm not interested in just looking like you just saved me from drowning. So that was that. And it's, it was just a slew of other shows along the way, you know, some with a lot of artists and people we know, musicians, um, other reality stars, just a lot of different shows along the way. And the last one before this one, I can, I can mention this show, it was Ready to Love, um, and it was 2000, maybe the year 2000. And um, I was going to do that, but then um, I kind of decided against that too at the last minute. And this show just seemed right for me. And it was the same girl who tried to cast me for that. She's like, all right, Sparkle, so we're back. And this show, I think, will be better for you because, um, you know, it won't have to be, there won't be any competition. It won't be any caddy stuff. You know, it won't, you know, the women, it's going to be an empowering show. Um, yeah, it wasn't going to be like involving my family or not going to make, you know, not going to degrade my business in any way. So I was like, OK. And yeah, when they, you know, let me know all the details, I say, OK, this should be cool. This should be fun. And it's like it's not going to be like one of those raunchy um, spring break kissing dating shows because I'm like, she's not doing that. <laughs> So yeah, that's how they they reached out. And like I said, the same girl that casted me for Ready Love, casted me for this show. And it was a good, I think it was a good, it was a good match for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I live in Atlanta, actually. Um, I've been here since I started college in like 2005. Where do you, it was your salon. What was, what was your salon name? Um, my salon
3: name, uh, Salon 422, and it was actually near the AUC, it was down, there. Um, I started out um, in Atlanta, and um, all the colleges, and um, I was off of um, Peter Street, Castleberry Hill, mm-hmm. oh. so I was in Hill for years, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right there, right there, um, I did a lot of people um, that went to the colleges. And as you know, that's a historic like, art district. So it was always something going on, like video shoots and like always new pop-in restaurants, art galleries, food, So and, and, and it was a work-live community. So that was perfect for me at the time. I was a like, lot younger then, and I still was like, you know, moving around, moving and shaking. So, um, and then we moved to Cobb County and I spent the last 14 years in Cobb County. Okay.
1: What made you decide to close the doors?
3: Um, I just felt like I needed balance. I had a lot of things going on. Um, You know, I told you um, I spent a lot of that time balancing my business um, and raising my son. Um, I have since empty nested. So that's a great change for me. And at the same time, like COVID helped me to see that I didn't have to, I don't, I don't, I needed a change um, and I didn't want to continue doing my business the way I was doing it you know I wanted to do new things I knew I could still run my business without being tied down to my brick and mortar location um I didn't want to service people you know anymore and I was ready to do like a whole slew of new things like I still am gonna always be in the world of beauty because that's just that's just all I know but um yeah I'm just transitioning and and doing some different things with it so okay well that's Mm
1: -hmm. awesome I love that for you. Um, yes, I understand coming from a like city to like down south. I moved to Atlanta from uh Los Angeles, but so my family's from Columbus, Georgia. So I would be down there, <laughs> like like this is the country, okay? <laughs> I know. Ooh, it was hard. Even sometimes even sometimes when we go back now and visit, I'm like, can we get out of here? <laughs> right. It's
3: good.
1: And listen, if I have to
3: go deeper. Um, I have family from there as well, like near Columbus. Mm -hmm. But um, it's a little more um, southern than Columbus. It's down in the Seed area. Yeah. So it's really, uh, yeah, my grandma's side, she's native there. And so in that area, it is extremely, like, small population. Like, yeah, so I I feel you. Yeah, we've went from one extreme to the other.
0: Yeah. uh, I'm not used to it
2: yeah no I'm I'm not used to uh the south sometimes um but I because uh, I grew up like you uh you were born in Jersey it sounds like what part of Jersey did you were you born in South Jersey, like Glassboro near Philly area or like or-
3: yeah near Philly
2: okay um cool. I've been um I've have-
3: moved a couple of places but yeah I would say near Philly um Willingboro you you heard of Willingboro yeah Yep, yeah, Willingboro yeah. um we had some family of course in Trenton so that's right there over the bridge. And yeah, Burlington, Got family in Burlington. We have family down in um, um, Browns Mills, which is South Jersey. I mean, South, South, like down in the country. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah I know. I, I spent some time, um, I used to be on fire for the Lord and I used to go to a lot of Christian youth group stuff down there, um, in that area. And I do have some family down there too, but I'm from New York. Um, and I, and I basically, and I live in Boston, so I primarily have stayed Northeast, uh, the majority of my life, but where I, where I think I'm clicking, cause I am an empty nester too.
0: Mm-hmm. My son is a
2: senior in college right now. Um, uh-huh. I got married relatively young, mid twenties, had my son I was divorced by 28, like the whole very similar. Um, you know, what, how did you, well, how old is your son, first of all? You have a son, right, you said? Yeah, he's 21. Okay, oh, mm-hmm. kids are the same and, age.
1: And I knew that because when they tried to psych us out on the show, I was like, no, right? Like my son was 21, and I can't be him. Yeah, well, we're going to say- get to that. The- I, part- I said, what was the point of that? And I said, oh, okay,
3: I get it. They want to make it seem like my son's 22, her son's 22, yeah. and I the mom. I said, but yeah, I said Stephen was 22, and they took that and- said it, but yeah,
2: we, 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 we knew <laughs> it's okay. Um, I mean, well, I mean, I guess too, cause I think about this, I think I talked to renice about this, like what would my son feel like if I was doing this show? Right. Cause like right now we are both like, he's technically, technically an adult to me, he's <laughs> my, my baby child. Um, but if he, if I were to go on a show like that, like how would he respond? So how did your son respond? Um, you know, did you, when did you tell him, did you tell him? Or did you just like, let's watch the show. And then you showed up. I mean, what what happened exactly? Well,
3: so he knew that I was going to go do a show. So I did not tell him till after I got ready to film. But all lead up, when I say I'm getting ready to go do this show, getting ready to go do this show, I knew that he could potentially think that I'm going to do any show. Because I'm always going to go do a show. You know what I mean? Um, the last show before, you know, maybe I'm going to go do something for BET or this place. So he's thinking I'm going to go work a show. Sure. And so he didn't ask me too many details. And so um, when I let him know when I was like, about to start filming, and I was like, okay, so I'm actually, you know, going to be a subject on the show. I'm going to be, he's like, oh, okay, what are you going to do? I said, well, you know, I'm going to be dating." And he's like, what? But see, the good thing about my son is he knows that I have a quirky personality. Mm-hmm. He knows I'll probably try almost anything once. So he kind of knows his mom. He knows that I'm not your typical cookie cutter kind of mama. He already knows. And he's, you know, he's, and he's, um also like a creative um and he just knows he he's not surprised about anything i do that's great now that, that sounds, sounds like the
1: awesome. opposite kind of relationship i have with my mom i'm the kooky one <laughs> just going to like do whatever my mom's just like okay renice if that's what you right. want to do
2: <laughs> yeah no i d- i definitely think i could have had the conversation with my son if i was planning on doing something like that but i initially i think it would have kind of shocked him although he's getting older it's just a different it's a different connection because I was wondering about Steven, too, on the show, um, how that was for him. But obviously the relationship and um, the dynamic is, you know, that they had that, that they could do a show like that together. <laughs> do you think did you could they, have had your son on the show with you? Yeah,
1: like, did they come to you about about your son doing it, too?
3: <laughs> See, it's the, di- it's the dynamic for me, like you said. You know, it's like... It's just so many different variables, like, okay, how would I feel? Like, I feel like the way that I filmed the show made me feel fine and made me feel comfortable. Now, had I really connected with somebody and been on there, like, just going in and just, and this person maybe, or let's say maybe this person wasn't the right fit for me and my son could have been like, you know, you know, hold up, you know, or I could have really hit it off with this person and we could have just been like, you know, Brooke and crew. And then that would have been kind of awkward for me, like, oh, my God, you know, like my, my grandma and my son was sitting on here, um, you know, getting in with whoever. But I, I think just, you know, it just did not happen that way for me. You know, it, for me, it was a situation where I was still trying to get to know somebody and just have fun. Now, had I really connected in a, you know, hot, hot, hot level. I perhaps would have been a little bit embarrassed and been like, oh my God, how am I going to explain this? <laughs> yeah. But it, it was
2: it was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, yeah, obviously, right? Like anybody that goes mm-hmm. on a on a dating reality show uh, would have to go back and explain to family and uh, close loved ones, I would imagine. Um, so you said that you you were there and didn't make a real deep connection. So is right. that I, yeah. Yeah, Whereas I think I, I went there with the
3: intentions just to have fun. Mm. and that's, that's what I did I feel like with Steven, um, everybody felt like oh you sh- should have picked Akil." not everybody, a lot of people like my decision but some people I've noticed mentioned that oh, Akil's older and he's more established, you should have picked him but I'm like, you know, if I'm going to go on a reality show, do something I've never done before, I'm going to really do something I've never done before, you know, I would never pick anybody this young, I would never pick my friend's son, so I'm going to do something crazy Yeah. and on top of that I feel like, um I wanted to have fun. That is who, you know, I feel like matched my personality the most. Um, Akio was sweet. Um, but even now, when I look at their personalities now, Akio is more outgoing and more like, you know, likes to have fun. I'm just from his, just just from looking at his personality, his livelihood, his social media, Akio likes to go and have fun. And he's doing this and he's doing that. He's at his carnival, he's partying. And Stephen is kind of like, even in this reality world, Steven is probably more of somebody would be my type with that's more a little reserved. Because Steven's kind of really not on social media that much. And he may post to something here or there. So I don't even think age has anything to do with it. You know what I mean? Um, Because I, I wasn't going to find love, you know? I went with the um openness. You know, my heart was open to it. But I was definitely more interested in having fun and taking advantage of this, you know,
1: new thing okay yeah i i felt like i could kind of sense that from you like i felt like brooke was definitely there to find her yes. husband. like she wanted to get married yesterday and yeah. and i just i felt like you and stephanie were both like not necessarily closed off to love but i was like no they're here for a good time they're they they yeah. are re- re you guys i felt like y'all were getting to know yourselves better especially stephanie mm-hmm. having like just come off of um having surgery and really just wanting to feel beautiful and then i was like sparkle just fucking beautiful <laughs> like out here to show that 40 year olds can look better than a, than us 30 year olds <laughs> listen i, I second it's that really I what
3: like that. stephanie <laughs> stephanie said she was like you know what i'm not really coming here to find love but if i find it she was open to it we both said we were open to it but we weren't really like looking for it mm-hmm. i think it kind of crept up on her but she was open she was open to the idea um it crept up on her um and i don't think she expected to make that a connection um you know i knew that for me um i just knew it wasn't um a fine love thing for me you know what i mean for where I was, I was, I'm just kind of like breaking uh, monotony in my life. My son's getting ready to go off, so it's like, okay. So there was no way I was really going to have time to be trying to find love in, you know, that way. Yeah.
1: But I, I went.
3: I enjoyed the experience.
1: Had you dated younger guys before? So I dated someone younger before,
3: maybe someone about eight or so I, I dated someone younger than me but it wasn't like serious you know what i mean we kind of chatted we didn't really hit it off but the idea was there you know what i mean so that kind of opened my mind up to the idea
1: so claudia and i were talking earlier about the term cougar do you find that offensive or do you like it what is your stance on the word cougar well i don't i don't know i'm not a cougar well, that's, thank you I'm like, thank
2: you, I you them, you're no. not cougars
1: thank I you it, i feel like, you got to at least be in your 50s and be dating guys like half your age to be a cougar you know what i think cougars are i think cougars
2: are
3: and they, and i guess they can be 40 depending on how young the other, or the other person is um but i do think like cougars have this association with they are lusting and on the prowl, and and, and they just want to, and it sometimes can be, it has some attachment to like a sugar mama type of thing. And if anything, and I'm going to be, I'm going to be getting sugar. I'm not, I'm not going to (laughs) be, you know, I don't give a damn how old you are. Bring the sugar to me. (laughs) You're not taking my sugar. You're not taking my sugar. And then another thing is too, I think, um, yeah, I think it's just because it's associated with that. Now, I don't mind the, 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 there is that, that May, December thing going on. But I just think if it wasn't attached, with was like, oh yes, give it to me, yeah, uh-uh. So I think like for that, I think I'm gonna exit the chat, I'm gonna head on out, <laughs> but if it wasn't for that, then I, you know, so that's why I said, I, would, I could easily be a um, a panther, I'll be a panther.
0: <laughs> I don't know that's
3: associated with anything any negative. It's associated Something with being more.
2: black, so. That's-
3: well, yeah. Period,
1: that's why I said, I'll be a panther. Yes. Well, didn't one of the guys get sent home early because he said something about cougar? Like he called, he said something stupid that was like, I'm here for, I don't remember what he said, but the word cougar was used. Oh, what was his, what
2: his, name? his name? I don't remember. Oh, I oh,
1: I Hunter
2: yes oh that guy yes
1: yes yes, yes. He was gone immediately right. <laughs> um yes. and I just remember that's what made me think like why do we use the word cougar and who does it apply to because I didn't feel like y'all were cougars when these guys were not that much younger than you <laughs> I feel like cougar
3: would be a, if it if if didn't have that um you know hunting and salacious we just want to eat them up you know it's like I'm still like I'm somebody just because I'm 43 I'm still like a little bit, um, I have like a lot of old-fashioned dating things about me. Like, um, you know, and not to say that I'm boring or anything like that. It's just a lot of things that are still kind of modest but then I like to get sexy, you know, I and I own it and I like to I, I'm not, you know, I'm not like a nun. I'm definitely a good balance. I may have on something extremely like, wow, and then, it, you know, the next day I may be putting up here and all the way down to my ankles. So it's not that. It's just that it's like, if it didn't have that connotation but yeah. hunter i think um, he was just trying to be um i think his whole thing was about trying to be claudia you you feel me for me i can't i can't get it out he's just trying to be that he's trying to get on online they would be a troll
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah
2: no he was a, he's gimmicky to try to get yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. exactly. name for himself yeah Cause I mean yeah, I remembered it. I didn't
2: remember
3: who it was, but I remembered it happened. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely remember that. Um, so he was just trolling. He was. I don't so know. speaking of the guys on there, are there any? I mean, are are you? Well, first of all, do you speak to your? Was it uh, co-stars, Brooke and Stephanie? Are you still in communication? You know how, yes. how's everything going with them? And then I want to know ch- about the guys. So.
3: So we chat all the time. We're always, you know, commenting on something crazy in the DMs. And this is every day. We always, we got something to say. We got some sort of update every day. So we're always chatting. Um, The guys, I don't really keep in touch with the guys too much, but some of them just, you know, we see each other a little bit more online than the other ones. Um, uh, Q, Q lives here in Atlanta. Quincy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Quincy lives here in Atlanta. And then, I think uh, Lee, Akio, uh, um, Gary—we all kind of interact, you know, every now and then. But the guys, I don't really know what they're up to. Yeah.
2: I, I can, I can guess. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can guess. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, usually uh, the the way, if uh, the algorithm is correct usually these young guys uh, that are on these reality shows typically move to LA or New York and, or sometimes Austin or something. And they try to get in the know with other reality stars and, or try to like pick up another show or something else. So I suspect that we will see one of them somewhere doing something, uh, Absolutely. trying to get
3: because on like you said, they're usually musician musicians or trainers or
2: actors or models. <laughs> or trying to sell blankets or whatever on Instagram. That part. That part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can knock the hustle. And yeah. that's likely. Um, while you said you were there for fun, I, I suspect that they were also there for fun plus. So
3: exactly. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah, for sure um yeah no I was just I was just curious and then speaking of I mean obviously Steph is still talking to Stephen because that's her child.
3: do you <laughs> right. still
2: are you still at all in communication with him
3: um we uh we much like the rest of us are all just like on social media but before that um we did not take it beyond the villa but we all went home that day and this is something i wanted to say about Stephen because i just thought this was so noble we were on our way leaving the show and i got so sick like really really sick and like i mean sick where i am in the the wheelchair at the airport and they wheeled me over where the old people had left me over in the corner with the old people. He came over and checked on me. I'm talking. About I looked the mess. I don't know what happened, but I like got, got, got like violently sick, and so I was covered up. Literally, could not could not walk. So he came over. He checked on me. Um, he checked on me after a couple days after we got home, making sure I got, you know it was okay. And so he was very attentive and sweet. Oh. Um, and ironically enough, I got sick again, girl. I got sick the first on my first date, and Akio held my hair. Nobody knows it, so y'all have exclusive. But he'll held my hair while I was like trying to vomit out on the boat at the catamaran. I was, I don't know, I don't know. I I got seasick a little bit, and we were trying to have like champagne and stuff. I was like, girl, it's too much.
1: Is that why that next day you stayed home? You stayed home in the villa because I think it was that's how they filmed it. Like there was like one day where you were home in the villa and Brooke and Stephanie went out.
3: Um, uh, no, but it could have been one day I stayed home just because I had went on so many dates and it's like I needed to have time to rest.
0: Okay. And then
3: two, um, the way it the way they film is, you know, somebody goes out this day and then somebody goes out that night mm. and then somebody goes out the next day. So there's never three dates in one day. Okay. There's two dates a day.
0: Okay. One day
3: during the day and then one date in the evening and the next person then rotates so on and so forth. Okay.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. Was there anything that aired differently that you thought would, was um that either we saw differently or that you were like, or it was edited funny? Was there anything like that at all that you want to bring up or something that we didn't besides, see?
1: Besides the whole fake out on whose kid it was.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: um
3: no it was a it was just basically um they did a good job with the show I think they did a really good job now yes um it wasn't all like it wasn't like um what was I gonna say because they kind of it was a it was a part of like you know it wasn't really like that but it's okay um I know one part, and this is just one little small funny part, but we were on the beach and um, they made it seem like Steve was getting ready to kiss me on my forehead and like I didn't expect it. And I'm like, ah. and then, so he goes in. and So it's funny, the little music was like the music of disappointment, like I expected one. And the truth is, I just was so nervous about kissing on TV. And I didn't want anybody didn't to kiss on TV, to be honest. You know what I mean? Like, And it wasn't because they didn't look good, they didn't smell good, it was none of that. It was just like I knew that was going to be awkward for me. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. So when they made it seem like I was expecting him to kiss me, I'm like, that was cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, like, cute. I, I
0: really
2: think funny. I remember though. At times, I felt that's from you a little bit. Yeah. I felt there yeah. was a a resist or a hesitancy mm-hmm. to yes. kiss or make out. So you should never be on The Bachelor. Don't <laughs> do that. They, Listen, they always make out a lot. And but yeah. I think they want to. <laughs>
3: Yeah. I think they want to. I'm thinking they want to. But I think just for me, like um, the first one, when Keo and I had that first kiss, um, I wasn't expecting it. Even though I went in, you see me lean in. What happened was it seems like I'm saying, um, well, what's up then? You know, kiss me. But what I'm saying is, um, well, you, you know, that's on you. And what I'm saying is we're talking about his chance at a second date. So I'm like, that's on you. You know, let's see what you got. And, and so we're saying that, but it's kind of a twist where it's like, what's up? And then he comes in. Now he does come in for the kiss, but I didn't expect it. And I kind of told him not only that time on the boat that I wanted to just be cheeky. I told him another time that, wait, you know, not yet. You know, you know. And I, I think I told him again to on the beach. But I told him another time, and, and he kind of went in anyway. Um, and I'm like, let's see. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know I was like I told you know I just kind of just was uneasy about it and so I think that's why it can appear cringe you know it can seem like I'm like awkward about it. just because I wasn't expecting it but you know they were nice guys they were gentlemen I feel like all my guys were handsome and were gentlemen and they
2: were loyal so I like my guys
1: they were all very good looking you yeah. followed a few of them
2: right? <laughs> yeah yeah, for sure. And, actually, you know, really? it, it seemed nice. Yeah, I mean, you, and also see, it did seem like you got a genuine batch because um, we saw that there yes, was they were respectful. Yeah. Was there mm-hmm. anything
1: that happened that you wish had been shown and wasn't shown?
3: Um, let's see. We had a lot of, we had more healing moments. Mm-hmm. And they were beautiful, but I get it. You know, they they only could do eight episodes. So, um, other than the cave, we had a few other times where we did, like, a beautiful sound bath, um, real, like, a nice little healing session, energy healing session. It was really good. Um, it's some, let's see. Uh, I think there were some dates. I don't know if I can mention that. It was some dates that I think that didn't show. But, um, yeah, maybe, maybe a date or two that I, we wish would have been fun. Oh, oh, we had some really funny times, even on and off camera with us girls. Just a lot of our b-roll was really funny, like really intimate, really. So I think that would have been good, you know, if it had time, a lot of more a lot more of that background and 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 um chitter chatter stuff we used to talk about, you know, at breakfast or whatever, winding down for the night, or especially after we did our, uh, after we would deliberate on who we were going to choose, that was some really good um content too, but overall, it was a good, the whole thing was good, they did a good job editing too like, you know, because I feel like a lot of times people are like, oh, I don't like the way they edited it, you know what I mean, I think they did a good job, you know, maybe a little bit here and there was a little bit like, turned up a little bit, turned down a little bit, but for the most part, that was pretty much it, that was everybody's personality Stephanie, Stephanie and I are a fool we yeah, still keep in touch, uh, I, I tell people I was like they were like oh y'all need to grow up Stephen is more mature than me and Stephanie <laughs> we uh, know we I, are I, I I it. was like y'all need to grow up we was like hell
1: I've never been this age before I don't know I how think, I'm supposed to act this I is how I act we definitely <laughs> said that Steven's like the dad
2: <laughs> yeah that, that was very and her yeah. father was like the young teenage man yeah because
3: her
1: father came in and was, was hitting good. on you he was like oh
3: no Listen, I was <laughs> like if I can't be Steph's
2: daughter I'll be her mama
1: so I'm, get me in here get me in this family <laughs>
2: That was great. That was great footage. It was. It
1: was, it
3: was <laughs> so. Like, cool. If
2: you want to call me, I'm yeah. the one that teaches. And I was like, oh, all right, all right, pops. Yeah, that was that was funny. That was good. Um, yeah. I have a, an important question. Uh, about Tay Diggs. Yep, that was my next one. <laughs> I, I sensed it. What? Tell us about him and tell us. What and does how he
1: much? Smell like. <laughs> yeah.
3: So Tay is really nice, really down to earth really handsome beautiful chocolate skin um april came april's there on set with him she was nice you know she tried to hang out you know let him do his work and she was doing whatever she was doing but he um is very nice a few times that he was there um and and i don't know if you ever if y'all ever watch april's um uh, post when she yeah. posts things about how funny they are but it was one where they were in bora bora and he kept forgetting his lines do you remember that
1: I don't know if I saw she that. She was one. like,
3: "Bora, Bora, silly." And he kept saying, "Welcome to Bali, Bali," and he was just saying all <laughs> the wrong stuff. You remember he that? was literally like that. Like he forgets his lines. Like he
2: literally could not keep up with them damn Sarah, lines. You, you have one job.
3: You have, huh? one job. you have one and job. You have job.
2: And he barely had anything to say. Girl, you
1: had two lines every every other episode. He wasn't even on there every episode. I'm like, okay, barely. I don't know. Y'all sold me on Tate Diggs and now he ain't even here. <laughs> and he That's what they did. A the lines, yeah.
3: deliver the lines, but he is gonna um what? what what was it? What was it? So it was a lot of that, and he really was forgetting, and it, it was funny. And I don't know if he was doing it to pull our legs.
2: Yeah, but,
1: but his background is in place. so I'm I was like, gonna say he's sir. a
2: theater trained.
1: Yeah, he's.
2: Trained. I don't even know if he <laughs> went, went he to. He yeah, did I did saw him in, in rent. I saw him in the original production of Rent on yeah. Broadway, so I, that that strikes me as hysterical. But it could yes. also be true. I mean, because yeah. I'm thinking, like, how did he do all the best man? Girl, Rent
3: is yes. If you're gonna, if you can remember mem- remember the lines for Rent, you can surely yeah. decide these few little right. I mean, I mean, I mean, honestly, I think you're right. It was comic relief. We were all in there dying laughing, so I think it definitely was for comic relief. I'm like, sir, yeah. Yeah. Sure. I feel
1: like that, that would definitely make me feel better if someone who is a professional like tay Diggs, is out here looking foolish i definitely would like probably feel more at ease <laughs> like, but say oh he wasn't looking
3: foolish he was just giving his line he was very poised and polished and very <laughs> what But um, I mean, he just kept he was looking good you know you know his spouse is there you know they would damp him because he you know he get a little warm out there so somebody would come and sponge him and tap him and then he'd go right in. But he, he, he was coming in with a clean, his nice, his chocolate skin really complimented his wardrobes and his colors and things, you know, this tropical uh thing that he had going on. But he was, he was good. I mean, he wasn't like pretentious or he wasn't, you know, short or anything like that. He was, he was nice.
2: Good. We love yeah. that. That is good. I would not have liked
3: and when I say sure, I mean he wasn't like short and he spoke with you.
2: But I, I knew what you meant and but I also know that too. So we well. <laughs> <laughs> don't have to talk about it.
1: I'm a I'm a flight attendant, so I've I've met him a few times and I'm always like, oh
2: <laughs> yeah. No, do you need a okay, that's wrong. So yeah, but He's that's
1: fine. He's fine as hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: it is. Right. Yeah, that's good. Um, I was going to ask another question. I totally, were you going to speak Renise?
1: No, I wasn't. Um, this has been so much fun. Uh, I definitely, do you think there'll be a season two? Have you heard anything about that? I
3: definitely think there'll be a season two.
1: Okay. Yeah, I definitely think there'll be
3: a season season two. I'm not sure. You know, I know, I don't know if it got green light for a second season. I don't know how that works, but I I personally think it will. I think they may um do some things differently. It should be interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, have you seen the show F Boy Island?
3: I've
1: seen
3: the one that I, I I've seen a cast. I, I've seen it one time. I don't know which season I've seen.
1: Okay. It's yes. just this show kind of gave me vibes like that. Like, you know, the oh, way- yeah. Mm-hmm. the islands especially because the way that they kind of like did a mix of the races for the three days that it definitely gave me those vibes and I was like I bet you will see some of those guys on F Boy island next season <laughs> yes. I know
2: no, it, they it, it, canceled it. fboy island but they, I think it they did? would they did, oh, they did. Oh,
1: I love that yes. show. I probably I know
2: you and I we we were great for that show
1: so like one of the things they did on FBoy F-Boy Island that I wish every single reality show would, would pick up is that day where they go through the social media profiles to see if mm-hmm. these guys are like for real or not and I don't know how that would have worked with this show because I feel like I don't know it wasn't really the point and I didn't know but but I I just love stuff like that where the real life comes in um and I think more shows should implement that but anyway point is you season two I, if they if they did a season two would you want to have any part in it
3: um sure i would um i had a good experience with season one so i would participate in season two
1: yeah i would love to see you there as like a mentor
2: <laughs> Ooh, if you're listening yeah <laughs> sparkle's ready to if come. you guys are listening you heard the ladies you heard the black roses yeah. would you
1: would you ever go on any other type of show um, I would
3: do a um, type of show um, and I'm glad you said a type of show because I feel like dating is cool and all but um, I just feel like it's a lot of different facets to me you know what I mean so anything that could highlight a lot of interesting aspects
2: yes you know yeah.
3: yes I, I would be open
2: okay Okay. you'll let us know yeah, what, what us it would be if you here. get on the yeah, show Yes, I
3: will. I will definitely let you guys know. Um yeah, I will. I know I got some other things working on um, but I definitely think something like that would be um a uh, um, like a next step, like a next type of fit. Yeah. Yeah. So, fingers crossed. Yeah. Cool. I'll do more of that
1: we really appreciate you talking with us and getting to know you better tell the people where they can find you where on social media or otherwise so
3: on instagram um i'm sparkle the stylist on facebook i don't know if people are still on facebook i'm sparkle h and i'm a sparkle h pretty much everywhere else um for those who are on twitter i'm salon for at salon 422 um Yes, uh, but sparkleheight.com is where you can find me 24/7. Um, there is going to be always updates of new services and products that I offer. Um, I do a lot of one-on-one type situations uh, across the board, all types of things. I'm still doing some virtual styling. Um, I offer a marketing guide. From time to time, I have different products, whether it's clothing, whether it's hair. That's hair related items. So, sparkpipes.com always has like a lot of different things going on. So, love well, it.
1: thank you. Thank you so much. We'd love to have you back if you do any other shows. Okay.
3: Okay. Yes.
2: Thank so you, much. ladies. I had fun. Yes. yes. Thank you
0: so much, Sparkle. Okay. So talk to you later. later. Bye. Yes. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed what you heard, we would appreciate it if you take just a moment to rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Sharing is caring, so please tell a friend about us. Follow us on Clubhouse at BlackRoses to join our live discussions, and you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore BLK underscore Roses. All of our personal social media handles can be found in the show notes. And lastly, if you'd like to share what made your rose wilt or your rose blossom this week, please feel free to leave us a voice message on our Anchor account from the link in our show notes. Or you can send us an email to theblackrosespod at gmail.com. Thank you to Chad Milner for our amazing theme music. You can find him on Instagram and TikTok at I am Chad Milner. See you next week.